Hello ladies and gentlemen. Today we have a special topic for you. I am with my co-host Sam. I'm Gavin and we hope you enjoy what we have picked out for this evening. It's very interesting. What is our topic? Chills. Chills. That's what it is. Okay. Chills. We forgot the topic for 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 are we are a little more prepared than we were last time though. We actually have notes. Sam has four or three and a half pages full of notes for this podcast. It just you need to have notes for a topic like this. Like you don't want to mess up any details or leave any out. Right. Well, yours sounds super interesting, and I have not heard hers yet. So I want you to go first. All right, well, um, we live in the panhandle of Texas, and here in the panhandle, (laughs) there is a town not real far. I mean, the panhandle is pretty small. Where is this town? It's Childress, Texas. Oh, we gotta go. We gotta go? We gotta do this. Okay, we can we can go to all these sites. No, seriously, let's do it because I'm I'm ordering some ghost hunting stuff, like a EMF reader and all these paranormal investigative tools, and let's go and check it out. And really, I mean, this topic it has never been completely solved. These are cold cases, and so they don't have a trace of what's going on still. Right. There's there's places where we can go visit where. A bunch of this stuff happened but it's Man. it's very it's a cult story so it'd be interesting it's a satanic cult very interesting okay go ahead okay so if you've ever been to Childress just north of Childress a few miles there is a curved road and on this curved road there is a landmark of a hanging tree a hang- wait, what? A hanging tree. I've been through this town several times. I don't think... I've never been to this. I don't know if I've noticed it. I have never noticed it. But, so in 1988, there was a teenager named Tate Rowland. And he was hung at this hanging tree. Okay. So, it may be spiritually active right there at that spot. Right. That's what I'm saying. We can go visit this place. So, when they were investigating this whole thing, they decided that Tate's death was a suicide. Obviously, I mean... Yeah, I'm just gonna... If he found a guy hanging, I mean, in a small town, you're not gonna think, oh, hey, someone killed him. You're gonna think... You know, that is true. That is very true. In small towns, yeah, you would never second guess that, huh? No, because, I mean, we're first-hand to think of that. I mean, to know that. But then, three years later, Tate's older sister, Terry, was found face down in her bed. (coughs) Yeah. Her name's Terry. Her name's Terry. (laughs) T-E-R-R-I-E. Okay. Okay. But anyway, no so... No disrespect to Terry if you're here. Don't haunt me, please. <laughs> so, in Childress, there was believed to be this group of devil worshippers, but no one really had any evidence against them. 
there was it was really pretty calm besides just an occasional like mishap or something like and decapitated animal oh yeah or just, just small like mishap. i mean but no one really ever like thought of it as a group of devil a devil worshipers well i mean okay i know there's hunting in our area but when do you straight decapitate an animal you just don't some people are weird but anyways so like going back to this whole cult thing like there was believed to be like a section of them that were all a bunch of teenagers that had been what would you say recruited by the older people like a bunch of teenagers in the high school and they were like giving them they were promising drugs and like a bunch of alcohol if they would just do these small favors and so they were getting really deeply involved you know that that does go correspond with the uh, devil and whatnot because they say he put the devil is the one who will influence you to do drugs drink alcohol and all this Right. Stray you from the path. Well, anyways. So, this group of... This cult group, I guess you would say. Satanic cult. The satanic cult. They had been kind of on the down low. And then all of a sudden, after Tate's death, all these reports started coming in. And there was like one person... Actually, more than one person who had reported seeing a man eat pages of the bible and he started foaming at the mouth and so once all this stuff with the cult started coming up all these like rumors about tate's death started coming back up and they were like he didn't kill himself no one believed he'd kill himself he was this happy going like wild living teenager why would he want to kill himself right so everybody started thinking that maybe this cult was involved And so, since they were believed to be satanic, there was an expert on satanic cults invited to Childress to help reopen these cases and study more into it, right? Oh, man, this town has so much history now. I know. So, it came up when they reopened this case that Tate's friend Chad was with him that night at the hanging tree. And they had been drinking, and they just, like, went out there, and Chad said that he had been, like, pretending that he was going to kill himself, and then Chad had turned away for, like, one second, and he was hanging. They, they say, they say that you shouldn't mess around like that, don't pretend you're going to kill yourself, don't do stuff like that, because it will actually attract evil entities, and possess you to do things like this right and so when they did an autopsy on tate's body they found two rope burns one above and one below his adam's apple well when you are hung like that there's only supposed to be one rope burn and it goes above your adam's apple so then it got everyone to thinking was he strangled before with the rope which caused his under one, his under rope burn, and then hung to make it look like Um. he had killed himself. So, his friend Chad was invited back a few weeks later 
to retell his story and recap what happened, and Chad changed his story. He said that uh, Tate had really jumped off the tree, but the rope broke, and so they went back to Tate's house, got a new rope, and then he hung himself. Chad said he went to take a leak right behind the car, and when during that time, when he was doing that, when he turned around, Tate had already killed himself. What year was this? 1988. Okay, so some of these people could still be alive, or that Chad dude. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it said that some of these people actually live in Lubbock. Um, I'm not sure if that's true or not. So, but. I wonder if they still get together. I have no idea. But... A few weeks later, after Tate had been buried and everything, a tip came in just a few miles, actually not even a few miles, about a quarter of a mile from where Tate had killed himself. And there was, supposedly, and there was an altar made with a cow skull and logs and rocks, and it was very disturbing. And so, an officer had been patrolling over the next few days, and strange things started happening like there was he saw a dark figure at tate's grave and then there had been spit on his tombstone people had said that there was a crossing burning above his grave and that a teacher's dog at this time had been stolen and sacrificed decapitated and so everybody was like this cannot be a cult this is just a bunch of pranksters you know like teenagers they do stupid stuff you know like that's it's, creepy it's probably just them messing so then like a bunch of rumors started going around that like oh yeah tate was involved with the cult and like there was this belief that at the time the cult had been looking for a blonde haired blue-eyed child to sacrifice so at this time all these reports were coming in with people's names and numbers and who was all involved in the cult but there was obviously not enough evidence to ever convict anyone so the rumor had been that tate was in this cult and because he refused to bring that blonde hair blue-eyed child which could have been his stepmother's kids or his sister terry's daughters all girls all blue hair or all blue-eyed blonde-haired girls kind of weird right what's the thing with the blonde hair blue eyes i don't know that's something we need to look into we're gonna investigate we're gonna drive down there truth it's like what a two-hour drive an hour and a half Mm, probably about two about two hours yeah So, at this time, when all these things started coming up about, oh yeah, Tate was in the cult, yada yada yada, there was reports of strangers in cars who were trying to pick up children at the school. None of them were ever caught, though. So, um, a report came in from a mom in Childress who's... I guess it was a few weeks before Tate's death but she was at the city park and there was a group of teenagers that were playing really loud heavy metal music 
And they were, like, kicking around the gravel, like, digging with their hands. She didn't know what they were doing. And so once they had left, she'd gone over to the spot. And they had made a perfect circle with a 666 written outside of it. Oh, they made a pentagram. Yep. So these children, these innocent kids, they don't know what they're doing. But I'm assuming these adults are saying, hey, do this, do this, do this. That's, to me, what it sounds like, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So then... After a few weeks after Tate's death, the police received a phone call from Lockhart, which is in central Texas, and there was a girl from Childress there who had been visiting, had not been home, had not heard about Tate's death, nothing, and she reported having a dream of seeing a cult meeting at an abandoned house with a red porch light in Kirkland, which is just east of Childress. Wait. And she said... Is that house still there? Just wait. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And so, she reported that in the stream she had seen a boy being hung and a boy run down by a car being tied in together with this cult. So, the police were checking it out. There was indeed a house in Kirkland that was reported as haunted and had a red porch light that burned down just a few days prior to this. Oh. So just recently. And a few years earlier, a 15-year-old dishwasher that worked at a local restaurant had been run over in Childress. So she's seen the future. Or, well, she's seen the house, but she's seen that this dude hasn't been run over yet. She's seen that it was... Well, he'd already been run over. Oh, okay. And this was after Tate's death, but she knew nothing of Tate. But she saw the house in her dream and knew that it was connected. And she reported that to the police? She reported it to the police in Lockhart, who contacted the police in Childress. Oh my gosh. Crazy, right? So, about, I guess a few months later, it was Halloween 1988, after Tate's death, like all this. And some teenagers... Like, there was a rumor going around that this cult was going to be at Tate's grave, and they had to dig up one of his fingers and a knuckle bone, like, that they had to do all this for a sacrifice, and so all these teenagers were like, oh, well, like, let's go out there, let's get some girls, like, let's go drink a few, like, let's go see what's up, right? Oh, God. So, these teenagers went out to the cemetery in a pickup, and as soon as they got there... They were like, is that music? And they heard this heavy metal music playing from the cemetery. And they pull up just right outside of the cemetery. And right in front of Tate's grave, there is a vehicle and the lights, the headlights turn on. And right then they can see the cemetery shed where there's a pentagram drawn on it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And so then they all go back to town. They all get in their own vehicles and they take off. Well, the guy who was in the pickup that was driving when they went to the cemetery got followed by the vehicle until about the time they got to the courthouse and the lights of the vehicle behind him just shut off. Nothing else happened after that. So kind of sketch, right? That is pretty creepy. So, like I said, again, after all of this, everybody's being convicted of being in the cult. Like, no one trusts each other. 
And around this time, Terry, Tate's sister, gets divorced, loses custody of her girls, like, starts running around with the wrong crowd, partying hard all the time, gets a new boyfriend who's an ex-convict named Ricky. (laughs) And they decide that they're going to go party. Like, they're in this house. There's not a ton of people there. There's probably maybe five to ten of them. And... Ricky wakes up the next morning and Terry is dead beside him. So her blood alcohol level was 0.23, which is twice the legal limit. So that's not alcohol poisoning? No, it wasn't alcohol poisoning. But they ruled that she died of choking on her own vomit. But keep this in mind, she was laying face down. Oh yeah, you did say that. But they also... After all of this happened, they were like, well, maybe she took her life. Maybe she took her life. I don't think she would do that. And at this point, everyone was everyone was talking about how she never believed that Tate took his life. So their father, Jimmy Rowland, four of six of his children died after Terry. Oh, my God. So he, like, he remarried a few years later. And... Him and his new wife went to the sheriff at the time, Claude Lane, and wanted him to reopen Tate's case. They said, we know it's not suicide. So this sheriff refused to open Tate's case. And everybody was like, he's probably part of the cult, yada, yada, yada. And not even a few weeks later, Claude Lane ends up being accused of dealing and gets arrested goes to jail like big whole thing so and that guy is the sheriff yes the sheriff so the sheriff is doing drugs right he's part of the cult i think so but anyway so they get a new sheriff and it their cases are opened up by this new sheriff he's like we're gonna get to the bottom of this you know so um After this new sheriff came into power, a male named Darwin Wilkes, who is a friend of Terry's, that was there the night that she died, attempts suicide, leaving a note saying he knows who killed Terry. Oh. So, like, was that a confession? Did he know the person? Wait, if he left a note, why didn't they read the note and say who did it? Tell everybody who did it. I don't know. It never, it never had a name as to who did it. He just said he knew who did it. And he killed himself. He tried to kill himself. He didn't die. Ooh. He took a, he took twenty-five to thirty Elville pills. Elville is like a, um, how would you put it? Like, it makes people sleep. It's a, like, muscle relaxer. Not really a muscle relaxer. What's the right word for this? It's a um, sed- sedative. Oh, something to put you under. Yes. So, um, a forensic pathologist from Amarillo comes in after this. And since they reopened the cases, they dug up Terry and Tate's graves and wanted to do another autopsy on them. Well, Tate's grave was not... 
his casket wasn't airtight, so his body was too decayed to do anything. To do really anything. But they did some other tests, and turns out he had Elville in his system when he died. Oh my. A sedative. So someone's drugging these people. So someone is drugging these people. So at this time, the news gets out. All these news channels come running in from all these other towns, right? Me and you. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... So it comes out that this is really a sedation drug. And Tate's Tate's friend Chad changes his story once again as to what happened. So Chad is obviously protecting himself or protecting someone at this point he's changed his story three times three different stories you make yourself look guilty the more you change your stuff right so going back to terry's case when it was reopened they figured out that she died of blunt trauma and smothering there was bruises all over her body so it was like someone had held her down while someone else smothered her or if it's a boyfriend. And guess what came back in her blood? What? Oh. Traces of Elville. They're all being drugged and killed one by They're one. They're being drugged and killed. So, um, Darwin, the one who tried to kill himself, many months later, and, like, comes back saying that Ricky, her ex-boyfriend, boyfriend at the time, when she died admitted to killing Terry at a barbecue. So he was being charged with first-degree murder. But it turns out Darwin framed Ricky so he could get the money. And uh, a few weeks before, Darwin had taken a lie detector test and failed it when asked if he smothered Terry. But when he did it the second time, everything came back clear. So it was like he was trying to save his own ass when he blamed Terry for it. Or blamed uh, Ricky for it. Oh, man. So the ex-convict was actually clear. Right. So at this point, no one knows. No one has any witnesses. Nobody has any um, idea who did this. So, a few months later, more and more and more animals are found being decapitated. And, like, everybody's, like, still on edge about the whole cult thing. And they're, like, guaranteed that this is them after all the weird things that have happened. And then a middle-aged couple in Childress is reported to have strange art. So, Such as. the police go and check it out, and some are pornographic, weird, but whatever. To each their own. And then there was some described as satanic, <laughs> as in they have art with devilish goat heads drawn on human bodies, um, Texas drawn inside a pentagram. Oh, don't mess with Texas. And then... As they are searching through the house, they find a thick metal rod staff that priests of cults are given when they are put in charge. So he was the priest. 
so this older couple who were never named have the staff of the priest of cults and satanic drawings and all this other stuff and all this weird stuff keeps happening but nobody ever still unsolved still unsolved still cold to case. this day so how willing are you to go with the emf detector and uh and the the spirit box and go to the gravesite of of the guy who hung himself Oh, I don't know. That's oh, I'd have to bring my Bible. <laughs> because, oh, well, of course. But if he wasn't part of it, and he just got caught in the middle of it somehow, like that girl, she didn't seem. I mean, she took some bad paths, but she doesn't seem like she was a part of it. So the people who were against him and not really believing in whatever was going on, they died. So what if right. we go to their graves with those two? The I really, I do. I want to go to their graves and like. Me too. I gotta see it. That, and I also want to do the spirit box. Okay, we can do that. We we will make a date, and we will go do this, and then we will record it. I will go buy a recorder, and we will make it perfect. That was a really long story, I felt like, but... Actually, it was very interesting, though. You had me tied in the entire time, (laughs) because I was like, what's gonna happen next? (laughs) Uh, So... Let's get on with your stories. Well, Yours are a lot scarier, more ghostly. Mine, I guess mine, mine are a little more demonic. Right. The demons. And, okay, I can't tell you where this originated because I don't know. I didn't read in too much into it because it was kind of freaking me out. Like, the first not reading. <laughs> Sorry, she's blowing, trying to blow smoke rings over here. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. The way this happened, or the way these things happen, say you're at your home alone, dead with okay, like last night. Well, how we had all that snow come in. I mean, just crazy shit. Two children, and this is reported. Right. Two children came up to this old couple's house, right? Mm-hmm. And at the first, this lady like had an overwhelming sense of dread and fear, and she told herself. I shouldn't be scared of these kids. I mean, they're just kids, right? Yeah, right. Well, they said, we're lost. We need to call our parents. So the lady's like, okay, I can't leave these kids out there because they weren't dressed appropriately for the weather. Mm -hmm. So she invites these kids in and gives them the phone. And as soon as they come in, the lights go off. Her husband's nose starts to bleed and they didn't call anybody, and they looked at that lady. They said, Mom and Dad are here, and walk out. Okay, yeah, that's weird. Like, that gave she me chills. She went to find out where they went, and the street, you could see on either side, both ways down, couldn't see a trace of them. Just gone? Just vanished. Holy crap. And, they, and that's the thing with these black-eyed children is they appear and can disappear, and they say if you see them... You will feel an overwhelming sense of dread and just fear towards these kids. And they say, all your instincts that tell you to help them, ignore it. Do not help them. Run. Because the second you help them, you will die. I was going to say, so what happened to the couple that helped them? What happened to the couple is the man, like a couple of weeks later, he got a terminal illness and dies. The wife 
being in the house for the time she was, got a terminal illness and died. Mm. There's other reports of these black-eyed children where this man, he was uh, driving his car. He parks at a parking spot, you know, winter, cold. And for some reason, there's a thing with them in winter or in the woods or stuff like that. Just yeah, creepy every, every single creepy scene in every single place, right? right? <laughs> in a horror movie. I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is they come to his window. They knock on it. He rolls it down, and then he gets a crazy, weird feeling. He rolls it back up, and he looks back at the kids, and their eyes turn from normal to black, just solid black. That's weird. Not just like the pupil and iris and all that. All of it. I'm going to be sleeping with my lights on tonight. <laughs> and Fuck them kids. He said as soon... <laughs> 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 Fuck you, little bitch. You're going to have some cute little kid come to up to you. Bleep, bleep this out. Yeah. I don't need my dad hearing this. <laughs> Does he listen to the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> you're going to have these kids come up to you one day be like, can I borrow your phone? I can't find my mom. You're like, Fuck you. But well, go, this, go use her phone. The mine's, guy mine's rolled up his window, and as soon as he did, these kids started screaming on top of their lungs. Well, he looks down at his phone, looks back at them. They're gone. Vanished into thin air. Now, what do you think of that? That's creepy. If a kid ever came up to me like that... Because at first... I'm running. That's first, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hello? What just happened? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Y'all, our screens literally just went black and then came up as no signal. Oh my god. Okay, we're done talking about that. Oh my god! Yeah, that topic. No more of that topic. Oh my god. (laughs) Kevin! They're real. They are real, and they will fuck you up. Okay, no more. Okay. Uh, be oh, gone. my gosh. I'm about to cry. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that did not just happen. This made... Oh, my gosh. My computers have never done that before. Ever. That's so creepy. Okay, if you're here, if you're with us, go away. We're sorry. You're not welcome. Oh my gosh. Don't tell them sorry. They're not welcome. They're not welcome, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, well, on to my next story, okay? Oh my gosh, my heart's coming like a thousand miles an hour (laughs) right now. And, like, no shit, that literally happened. My computer monitors never do that, because this is what I game on, so that's creepy. So, for the next story is called the Demon House. You know, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's let's just let's just continue. Oh my god! Okay, so the Demon House. What do you think of that? What what comes to your mind when you think of Demon House? I think of a house full of haunted spirits and evil things. Okay. Like not nice spirits. So if you want to go check it out, there is a uh, documentary on the Demon House. All you got to type in is Demon House and it will pop up. But uh, they say the uh, video is haunted. So if you watch the uh, the uh, trailer, it says watch at your own risk. This video is haunted. So I watched half and couldn't make it to the full thing because I got an eerie feeling halfway through. But this Demon House... 
there's this lady who has been possessed, and she went through 70-something exorcisms. Ugh. Right? And it wasn't only her that was possessed. It was a mom and two of her kids. Both of her kids started acting crazy, too. And they called CPS because these kids would go to school with bruises and marks all over them. And it wasn't right. the woman. Well, the woman seen her kid, one of her boy, her boy, get thrown across the room by some unseen force. Oh, my gosh. Well, they go to the hospital, right? The boy, in a deep, guttural, scary voice, walks up the wall backwards. Like, he's looking at you and walking backwards up the wall. Does a flip over his grandma and says, do not touch me again, bitch. Holy crap. And uh, the woman, well, after going through all these exorcisms and whatnot, she finally is vanquished of these demons out of her and out of her kids. They move to a different place. The CPS lady who worked on the case was so terrified, had bruises, third-degree burns on her hands and scratches and whatnot from being in this house. She moved to a completely different state. I would, too. So, in the end, this guy who does the documentary buys a house without even seeing it. Goes in for... Okay, he goes in the first day. Nothing really happens. The second day, he gets possessed. In the documentary, it shows him being overtaken by a demon and trying to beat up his film crew and kill them. Gosh. I never want to watch this documentary. But... This house has not been destroyed. The police are too scared to go in it. There's a six-page documentation of this house. The police say they don't want anything to do with it. And they're in the documentary. They're begging the guy to tear it down. The police were. Yeah, or burn it down. I don't know, because they said there's something buried in the basement, under the ground, under the stairs. They say this house is a legit portal to hell. That's freaky. I don't even want to think about it. Like, Well, monitors didn't go off on that one. Yeah. So the Maybe black this children, one has a yeah. little more hope than... I don't even want to speak their name. I don't want to call on them. Well, that is creepy. And it didn't go off while you're, you're through your entire talk either. Yeah. I mean, I went through my entire cult story without it going off. That's so creepy, y'all. I can't even tell y'all how creeped out I am right now. Dude, if I go back through this and I hear something, I'm going to post it and I'm moving. We need to hear it, like, right after this. I want to know. Actually, I don't know if I want to know. I do want to know because it was right right, right in the middle when we were talking. Yeah. And it shut off. Well, when I was talking. Yeah. But And it, like, kept recording and everything. It was just... Both monitors went off. Oh, man, I wonder if there's something on our recordings. I'm kind of worried now. I am, too. You don't have to stay here. Look, my eyes are, like, (laughs) watering right now. Like, this is creepy. But, uh... I'm gonna go back and read my Bible for the rest of eternity. I'm gonna bless my room, and then I'm going to get some sage... And just waft it around in here and yeah, throughout my house. The fact that the lights are out in here too, and we just have some like red red lights behind us, and that just happened. Oh my gosh! I, well, I tried to make the scene a little more creepy for us, but no, nah, now it's a little too creepy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but uh, let's hope we're not possessed. I'm not possessed. I'm speaking it into truth. I'm not. Are you sure? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we will catch everybody on the next one. We hope you enjoyed. Pray for us. Hope we're not possessed by talking about them children. Um, and also, <laughs> I them kids. <laughs> I will edit this, and at the end, right here, there will be a uh, a email address of what am I doing email addressed and you can send in your scary stories and we will read them off so if you have anything you'd like to send in to us let us know we'll create the email real quick and put it back in so I hope you all enjoyed this has been Gavin and Sam and we will catch you on the next one bye bye (laughs) if anybody would like to uh, submit a story of any kind that they have we have a email it is called podcast what am i doing at gmail.com feel free to submit anything at all uh it is podcast what am i doing at gmail.com there's no uppercase lowercase and it's all put together so please send us in anything and we will read absolutely all of it hope y'all have a great day and we'll catch you on the next one